I'm BJ Smith, and this is the Tech Media Podcast Inside Internet Summit. This is a podcast where I'll bring you on the inside for a close-up look at tech media conferences, including live interviews with speakers and guests during the events. We'll talk about what's hot in the digital industry and bring you advice from the top experts. So my name is Rand Fishkin. I'm the founder, longtime CEO, and my name is Jason Miller. I'm the group manager for content marketing and social media here at LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. Yes, you just heard from the Wizard of Moz, Rand Fishkin, and Jason Miller, best-selling author. And yes, you'll hear more from them in upcoming episodes, including some fun little tidbits like why Jason has seats from an amphitheater outside of St. Louis proudly displayed in his home, and what phrase Rand wants us all to stop using. But up first... My name is Paige Perez de Almeida, and I'm the Director of Strategy at Tech Media. And my job is to put together the conference program and invite all of our speakers and put together the best event possible. Paige and her team are the ones responsible for bringing all of these great speakers to Raleigh. And she's agreed to give us a peek into what goes on behind the scenes before a big event like Internet Summit. She also gives some great tips about how to get the most out of the show. We're about, what, two and a half weeks away from Internet Summit. What does your daily life look like right about now? <laughs> it's uh, It looks like whack-a-mole. I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> reactive. But, um, you know, actually I enjoy the, the final weeks leading up to the event because a lot of the conversations that were initiated a while back start to become more concrete and my focus is just honing in and and really refining either talk titles that we've we've gotten from speakers, um, checking in, making sure that everyone knows kind of best practices around presentation, both logistically in terms of what we want the deck to look like, but also just general best practice stuff around you know what makes for a good talk. There's what you say and and then how you say it. Do you find yourself with a lot of last minute speaker applications? Oh yeah, for sure. And and actually it's it's quite good because, you know, life happens and because we're working on this this live conference up until the very moment someone might need to bail, you know, emergencies happen and whatnot. So, you know, some talks that come in at the 11th hour actually end up on the main stage. So it's it's oh, wow. an amorphous thing. We got to kind of roll with it. Do you actually get to speak with them one-on-one? I mean, there's a lot of speakers for this upcoming internet summit. Yeah. In fact, I could tell you the exact number. At the moment, we have 79. Oh my um, gosh. And that's just one conference. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of people. You do have to talk to each one of them or... Let me say, I should rephrase that. You get the opportunity to speak to each one of them. <laughs> yeah, almost, almost everyone. Um, because some of these folks I, I've known and they're... We don't need to check in because they're tried and true and I've seen them present in a different capacity. So it's just a matter of refining the talk. Other folks and other brands who have never done one of our conferences before, yeah, it's it's good to get to know them because, you know, someone's background might lend itself well to having something to offer, but making sure that they have this sort of energy level and Again, that sort of what they say and how they say it will translate well to a, a live event is is really critical. How do you make sure that they're the the right fit? I mean, they can send out a, a presentation that says, you know, this is a, a very interesting subject, and you can say, yeah, that that 
is cool, but how do you actually go in and know that they're going to be a good speaker? It's part art, part science, I would say. <laughs> There's, it's really just, you know, on paper, does this talk and abstract resonate with what our audience is, is paying money to come and experience and learn from, you know, really figuring out what are the concrete takeaways that someone might leave a session understanding either better or different, you know, on the front end, that's, that's sort of my vetting criteria. Right. And then I also take a look at their background, you know, what companies or organizations have they worked for? What kind of roles have they had? And then also what is their previous speaking experience? Is there any video I can see? Uh, what topics have they, are they confident talking on? And what is their domain expertise? And, and then how does that fit back to the agenda I'm building? Is there a hole that I need filled that they could possibly step into? And then finally, it's, it's getting a feel for the person. Do they have good energy? Are they confident in, in their delivery? And, and working with them on that and coaching them post-event is also part of the job. You've got Rand Fishkin, who obviously for Internet Summit, you know, being from Moz, um, he is well known and he is definitely a really good fit. How do you go about seeking out other keynotes? Because how do you come across a Russell Simmons? Well, we <laughs> we don't cross <laughs> paths naturally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I have a great team here and we kind of throw ideas around, you know, who would really up level the conference, not only in terms of being able to give our attendees some really valuable information. You know, Rand is obviously an, an expert in his specific domain um, around search. So that's a no brainer. And he's, he's a wonderful presenter. Same with Jason Miller from LinkedIn. He's super high energy and yeah, just, just really kind of brings like this excitement to, to the keynote stage. And then someone like Russell, you know, we, we want that, opportunity to kind of inspire folks. And he's such an iconic entrepreneur. He's like a true Renaissance man. He's done so many things and most recently wrote a book about um, his vegan diet and lifestyle. So the guy just keeps reinventing himself. So yeah. it's it's figuring out who are those people and what could we do to entice them to come to Raleigh and help us put on a great show. I found it interesting that Paige mentioned Russell Simmons being such a great entrepreneur, another very interesting entrepreneur that I'm looking forward to seeing at Internet Summit is Chris Brogan. I couldn't help but ask how these entrepreneurs fit within the target audience for the conference. Internet Summit's actually in its ninth year in Raleigh, so it's uh, it's getting older. And <laughs> um, we, we, by and large, attract a, a mix. We see folks coming on the service provider side, on the brand side, agencies just coming together and talking about, you know, what's really salient right now in digital and figuring out smart people that are doing interesting things to, to be our speakers also draws the audience, right? There's sort of this, this trinity of, of our, our speakers, our audience, and then our sponsors. And we all share customers at the end of the day. So it's figuring out how do we create like a moment in time for the ecosystem. Coming up, what happens in the hallways and after hours events may be more valuable than the sessions themselves. But don't tell the speakers that. When the Tech Media Podcast Inside Internet Summit continues, stick around.
I love going to conferences and events. Getting together with other marketers like me in the halls and at after-hours events was always my favorite part. We were free to be ourselves and share stories. I would come away with ideas and inspiration while feeling better about what I was doing in my business. This time with my friends helped me realize that others face similar challenges, that I wasn't alone, and we could break through the barriers by putting our heads together. This show is a reflection of those experiences where we get together right here and share our stories. I'm your host. That's the introduction to another show I host called the Marketing Group Therapy Podcast, which was very much inspired by my time at Internet Summit. If you think all of the action happens in the classrooms, you might be missing out on the best part. One of the things I was looking at on your website, and it spoke about the quote unquote hallway track. And I thought it was really interesting because in my show, Marketing Group Therapy, the whole premise behind it is that one of my favorite parts of going to shows like Internet Summit, obviously the, the keynotes and the sessions are great, but it's that interaction with other people who are doing the same thing that I am, who are you know the people that are my peers, who are either ahead of me or behind me that I can mentor or I can get mentorship. It's really interesting to see all these folks and see what people are doing and what struggles they're having and and uh, you know which ways we can help each other out. Are there certain ways that you help to nurture that outside interaction? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the whole premise of a live event is you're going to show up and find your tribe, right? So yeah. <laughs> how can we find ways to make this whatever you want to call it, the hallway track, the lobby con, those, <laughs> um, you know, seemingly spontaneous moments where it's just right time, right place. And you have a, a connection over your box lunch that leads to either a partnership or a new employment opportunity. It's, it's the promise of a live event, right? So yeah. we're definitely keen on making sure that Internet Summit kind of straddles those two worlds of you're getting a lot of input. But then we want to create opportunities where there's some output and you're, you know, being connected to folks. So, you know, generally we have like longer breaks between sessions and our lunch keynotes are hyper social. We have, you know, rounds and stuff kind of scattered throughout the room and everyone is chowing down over lunch while the, the speaker is presenting and finding ways organically through the mobile app to, you know, find people that are into what you're into. Yeah. You know, we do different things like, during the network reception, we have little areas where you can kind of flock birds of a feather wise with, with people whom, you know, you might have something in common with. We are also on Twitter, see tons of traction. So um, yeah, creating opportunities kind of in the, the sponsor area for people to move through the booths and connect with folks there. And we're always trying to leverage technology to to make that connection more possible and those spont spontaneous moments, you know, more frequent. Last year, I found myself tweeting ahead of the conference with the ISUM hashtag. I was contacted just before the conference by one of the speakers, Matthew Kapala, who invited me to a private lunch with a few other attendees and speakers. It turned out to be one of the best networking opportunities I ever had. That one encounter has led to new podcast guests, invitations to contribute to articles, write a book. I met Jeff Sheehan, my co-host for another podcast at that same lunch. And you know, I'm starting a new business launching next year with someone from within that network, all because of a little hashtag and interacting with other attendees. The hashtag for this year's event is ISUM15.
you're going to have the VIP lounge again this year? Yeah, VIP lounge. We try to, you know, create kind of a cool experience in there. We usually have, you know, food and drink and um, massage therapist, maybe some music. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just again, trying to create a really experiential conference. That was a nice place to kind of go and unwind last year. The couches, I remember sitting on one of the couches and just met up with somebody I had never met before. And we got to talking about Google Glass of all things. And she pulls a pair out of her purse. Nice. It was, <laughs> and this was when it was still a thing, you know, before they pulled them off the market. And she was sitting there showing them to me. And it's something that I'd never seen before. And it's, it's interesting that, uh, I don't know, the different types of interactions that you can have while you're there. With all the interaction in the halls and presentations, there are always hot topics that bubble up at events like this. One you're sure to hear about is ad blocking. Ad blocking plugins for desktop browsers have been around for years now, and they're steadily growing in usage, especially among millennials. In September, Apple released the latest version of its iOS mobile operating system, and for the first time is allowing third-party plugins for the mobile Safari browser, plugins like ad blockers. I have a lot of respect for people who choose marketing as a career because you can never, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you can never know everything there, there is to know. I mean, you are not only a lifelong learner if you sign up to be in marketing, but you're also always tasked with figuring out, you know, whatever the next operating system, the next device, you know, now we're talking about how do you design for things that don't have an interface? It's just voice oriented, right? So Yeah, think, thinking through not only what's happening now, but how you can iterate and plan for the future. It's it certainly um, takes a, a lot of courage to to be in marketing because you're never going to be able to rest on your laurels, and there's always going to be something new on the horizon that you have to adapt and change to accommodate. And I think ad blocking is is definitely going to be part of that, and figuring out you know not only how do we role with that, but also, you know, whatever changes come down the pike, be it uh, Google algorithm, you know, figuring out native advertising, people are talking more about reinventing email, talking about, you know, how do we plan for accessing the generation after millennials? This is kind of pretty far out here. (laughs) It'll be here before you know it. (laughs) Yeah. The work is never done. You know, that's the bottom line. Well, and you actually bring up a great point because people who are in the digital marketing industry, there is, there's always something new. And I don't think that the jack of all trades exists anymore. You you just cannot, I mean, okay, when I got started in digital marketing back in ooh, the late nineties, mm-hmm. if you knew HTML and you could do graphic design, you could pretty much figure out everything. But things have changed so much between the different ad types and the the social media and the email and the, the website and the apps, mobile, programmatic, ad buying, all of the stuff is that you, you can't, you can't just know it all. But I mean, it's the nice thing about uh, so many of the experts that we have, like uh, a lot of the speakers that you're going to have that are specialists in these, in these various areas that can kind of give you the primer that you need to uh, get started on your, on your journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And and those really niche domain expertise titles have certainly been something I'm seeing not only on the speaker side, but just looking at who's registering for the conference. You know, people having a very particular title to reflect what they know best. You know, it's it's like you're saying, it's it's hard to be a generalist anymore because of the like crazy proliferation of platforms and devices and 
different things that sort of marketing professionals can bring to the table are so disparate, but they're also inextricably linked, right? It's hard to talk about things in a silo anymore. You have to, if you're talking about, I don't know, let's say email, you also have to be thinking through mobile. Having all these people whom their absolute expertise is, is X, when you have all of these folks kind of weighing in on a piece of strategy, that's when I think you see that exponential lift or result, right? When people are all bringing something to the table and, and that's part of Internet Summit's goal, right, is to kind of throw these folks into the mix that have disparate titles, that have disparate backgrounds and experiences, and we can all kind of learn from one another. With 79 speakers in six different classrooms running concurrently, you may be wondering how to figure out which sessions to attend. I would really recommend folks kind of take a look at the agenda before they even get on site and earmark some of the sessions that look most appealing. There's drop-down session descriptions for each. And what we see is, is people just tend to kind of vote with their feet, right? What in this time slot is most compelling for me? And that has a lot to do with who they work for, their particular domain expertise, what what's really up for them in terms of their strategy right now, you know, what are they looking to do in the future? And we put a lot of thought into, you know, which topics are running concurrently so that folks really do have a variety of choices in terms of the topics that are happening in each time slot. You know, it's choose choose your own adventure and only you really know what that adventure would would mean most in terms of making the most out of your your experience at the event. So so yeah, the session titles and descriptions are there. We have the program guide on site, the mobile app, all trying to guide your way through the event. And I, I'm always a big proponent of of taking the time before you get there and just thinking through, you know, what's not to miss. Because, you know, let's say you do have some meaningful connection and and like scheduling time to have those moments of spontaneity and, and serendipity, but also making sure you attend the sessions that, you know, you're really stoked on. So speaking of really stoked, is there something going on at this internet summit that you're kind of excited about? <sighs> Lots of things. Yeah. Can you play favorites? Is it possible? <laughs> you know, I love all my speakers equally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be lying to say I wasn't really fired up about Russell Simmons just being in the building. I think it's going to be so cool to to hear him talk about his career and his amazing path being this this iconic entrepreneur and then you know I'm super super stoked as well for the after party on the 19th we have Shock G from Digital Underground performing Humpty of Humpty fame dance <laughs> of hum, Humpty Humpty dance fame that's just going to be silly and awesome. All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather around. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I drink a bottle of Hennessy. We do have some really cool talks slated here. We have someone from Uber who's coming to talk about narrative design. We have um, this really cool talk planned from Mozilla around multilingual marketing and and data science. What 
what I would invite all of the Internet Summit attendees to do is to really embrace the sort of choose your own adventure mentality at a conference, right? Think through what are my goals kind of going into this? Who do I want to connect with? What kind of conversations do I want to have? What sessions are not to miss? Carve up your day. And then when you're on site, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. You know, if you see a speaker that you kind of just really connected with or you have questions that, you know, you might be too shy to ask on a microphone to the larger room, you know, just take the initiative and and go up to that speaker. And I think as as you've attested to, you know, BJ, it's it's all about uh, making those connections. Everyone there is got the same sort of goal. So I would really invite everyone to just take Internet Summit head on and make it your event. Coming up on the next episode of the Tech Media Podcast Inside Internet Summit, Rand Fishkin of Moz. We'll get a preview of his talk about Google using machine learning in their algorithm. Trust me, it's a lot more interesting than I just made it sound. And we're going to have a little fun with the Princess Bride. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss Rand or any of the interviews from the event. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, coming to Google Play, who will soon be releasing podcasts, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. Today's show was written and produced by me, BJ Smith. You can find me on Twitter at BJ Smith Strategy. See you in Raleigh.